This week on the Throncast, Mara saves the twins, Luke and company decide to go to Wayland, and Sabia throws a Trump-sized temper tantrum. Watch out for sneaky smugglers. It's time for the Throncast. Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem? I need someone who sees a bigger picture. The Empire is getting better at anticipating our moves. I underestimated the Commander. The previous attacks were clumsy. But this one was swift. Precise. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics. But the history. Philosophy. Art. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Hello, and welcome to the Throncast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today we're discussing chapters 9 through 12 of The Last Command. Joining me on this legendary journey are my co-hosts, Brian. Hello. Matthew. Hello. Amanda. Hi. And Tyler. Hi. And housekeeping, uh, Matthew has been... Uh, bouncing around an idea to continue the throne cast. Oh, are we talking about that now? <laughs> we can just mention it. We've, we've mentioned All it right. before. We're uh, we're gonna continue the throne cast, and yeah, uh, we're it's gonna, gonna be a wild romp through legends. We're gonna do the whole shebang, the whole EU, the whole extended universe. It's gonna take expanded. us expanded. What did I say? Extended. Extended. Oh, see, I, I th- these are the things I will. This is why you need to podcast. do the podcast. <laughs> it's gonna take us approximately uh, fifty million years, um, and it's gonna be real fun. We're probably gonna yeah. switch out the uh, the cast of yeah. uh, podcast co-hosts uh, for each book and or trilogy based on who's available and who's interested. Nice. Uh, but uh, we're gonna continue with the basic. Uh, the basic core folks and the basic core format, and uh, it'll be good stuff. Just as long as you pay tribute to the founder, all will be well. I of expect Always. I expect regular sacrifices to appease of me. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, Sacri- we'll give you. We'll, we'll sacrifice you, Luke clones. <laughs> <laughs> Just do Savioth. That's fine. He's a jerk. <laughs> so last week, Rebels was amazing. Uh, we finally got Thrawn back in the action, and literally in, in the action. Into some sexy arm action. he's a buff mofo in the new canon. How, how do you feel about Thrawn being all buff and, I mean, like, beyond, like, the thirst, you know, elements of it? Like, <laughs> how, how do you feel about- I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah, like, how do you feel about him being, like- I mean, I I hesitate to use the term that's dancing at the tip of I'll my tongue. I'll say it. But how, He's hot. Okay. He is. No, I was gonna say Mary Sue. Like, uh, how do you feel about him being good at everything? Um, I I don't think of it as necessarily good at everything. I think he that I think he's the kind of person who would be like, I need to hone my body as well as my mind. You know. I just I don't know. It, and it, it seemed feels like, like it was very like. His fighting was very precise, so he probably studies a lot of, like, what we would call martial arts and is very analytical and technical about it, you know? True, and, like, when he got into, like, the actual fight, like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the episode, like, he wasn't, like, amazing. No, he knew enough to get out and, and grab the blaster and save himself, pretty much. Yeah. So. Although one thing I did like seeing in this episode, um, and they mentioned this on on Rebels Recon, is that like like Governor Price gets to kick some serious butt. Yes, and, like, that made me so and, like, happy. And I like you know I like seeing Governor Price kick butt, but I also just like that they're making these like upper echelon Imperials like competent in a way <laughs> that you know the the lower the lower ranks uh, don't seem to be. And that's and it that's also nice. it fits with what we've seen in the books because Ray Sloan is. Also, you Ray know, Sloan is a goddess. Ray She's Ray amazing. Sloan, I believe. Uh, yeah, Ray Sloan is is a weapon. She's <laughs> weapon, weapon enough. She's the weapon. <laughs> she does. She's. I am weapon enough. She, 
She says she says that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. So yeah, I really but. loved this episode because we finally got to see like Thrawn's seductive reasoning and a lot of people. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I thought you said Thrawn's seductive. Reasoning. <laughs> okay, I'm like, whoa, the thirst is real. <laughs> Deductive, not see the seduct. That's a different well, show. It could be that, but yeah. No, no. I mean, I agree. Sure. I, it was a great episode, and like, there is a really like well-written review of it over at Tashi-Station.net, <laughs> God. Uh, written by like nice this plug. really handsome writer. Like, I don't know if you know who he is. Brian didn't write this week's episode. He's he's really oh. cute. <laughs> that was a sick burn. No, that is one of the things that you learn about Tashi Station. Everyone is good looking. So <laughs> this is true. This uh-huh. is true. Yep. Hey. Oh God. So, so yeah, that was a good episode. I liked seeing Thrawn finally kind of, even though it it could have been one of the episodes where people said, I'm so sick of Thrawn losing. He's, he's being made a fool of. But then the last scene happened and I literally started cheering. Yes! <laughs> Look, I mean, when Thrawn like, unfurls his endgame, he's going to be winning so hard. I mean, you're going to be tired of all the winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to our reading for this week. Uh, chapter nine. When we last left our heroes, Mara had a blaster drawn on her, and it was very oh. dramatic. Uh, and, and that's she- never going to end well for the person drawing a blaster on her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we switch over to chapter nine, and it's Lando and Bell Iblis in a meeting with Drayson. Uh, kind of anticlimactic after that cliffhanger. But this is sort of a uh, a writing style that Zahn uh, uses through this book sometimes, where he'll like end a scene and then he'll go back, he'll switch points of view and then go back like a few, like a minute or so in the action to keep that sort of cliffhanger. Uh, it's a the t- thing that struck me in this scene though had nothing to do with the uh, what's happening presently. It was the conversation that Garm and Lando have about, hey, I thought you and Mon Mothma were okay now. <laughs> well, yes. We have to, and he's like, well, I mean, we are, but old feelings die hard. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Drayson says they can't risk giving Lando any more ships with all with any ships with all the territory Thrawn has been gaining. Uh, they leave the meeting disappointed and eventually realize that there's no guards in this part of the palace which is you know sets off all the alarm bells and then they notice mara and that's uh when bell iblis uh draws not draws the gun on her uh we also in very important get another name drop of delta source uh which will indicate that we are getting closer and closer to the big reveal uh, I believe it is chapter 16 because I've checked. <laughs> so. <laughs> but it turns out the Delta Source was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I will say, though, that we will be coming back to revisit this chapter because uh, I highlighted part of this chapter and wrote holy shit uh, <laughs> in regards to uh, the foreshadowing. So, yeah, oh, yeah, I know exactly it's, what you're talking about. It's good. It's yeah. good stuff. <laughs> For Tyler's sake, powerful. we will we will return to that later. <laughs> Got it. Also, uh, I just looked up a picture of Drayson uh-huh. um, because I couldn't remember who he was. Um, and it turns out he wasn't in the movies because the picture that they have here is like some like low res video game oh, nonsense. And yeah. like he's. It's 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 not a good look. His his hair yeah. is doing a thing. It's, uh, it's I believe uh, his daughter is in some of the becomes a a character later on. Let me see. Yeah, Bindi Bindi Drayson is yeah is um his daughter and she ends up serving with Race Squadron. So well, she's cute. At some least legends history. She she must take after her mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a video game character. Uh, He's adopted. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we catch up to the cliffhanger from last chapter um, and realize that it's Bell Iblis who's confronting Mara, which is, you know, probably a lot better uh, for her than an Imperial. Also a lot better for Bell Iblis because she knows Lando and is relieved to see him, um, which automatically is like, what's wrong with you, Mara? You're happy to see somebody. <laughs> Yeah, any time Mara's happy to see anybody at all, much less Lando. Yeah, yeah, especially uh, considering uh, later Legends uh, no, developments. Nope, 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 nope. I'm there with you, Nancy. I'm just saying. I, I mean, she an- answers a com call wearing Lando shirt. and probably nothing else. But it was, it was all, it was all it a was fake just a out. Cover. Yep. Wait, wait, what? (laughs) You don't remember that? I remember her answering a comm call wearing a shirt. I remember being incredibly uh, distressed. Oh, well, well, you need to get to vision of the you need to get to vision of the future, Matthew. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. It's been a very long time since I've read them. And uh, (laughs) I guess it's good that I'm going to keep on with this podcast. (laughs) So uh, I was like offended on Luke's behalf. And then I was like, okay, good. I mean, I, I'm just offended on behalf of the galaxy. I mean, I like Lando, I like Lando and all. But it's like, a terrible you know, match. It's terrible. a terrible match. <laughs> so, Bell, um, she tells them that the um, Im- Imperial Intelligence has broken into the palace and they're going after Leia and the twins. Bell Iblis goes to get some reinforcements while Lando goes to get a bl- his blaster from his room, leaving Mara all alone. Uh, and then we switch to Leia, who is woken up by Mara via the Force. Uh, again, we see Mara making mental connections with people, which is very fit- fitting considering what we know of her connection with Palpatine. Uh, it's laying the seeds that this is an area she's very strong in. Um, and Leia realizes... She's a legilimens. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I guess. She's a what? That's <laughs> a Harry Potter reference. Matthew. Get out of here, dude. Get out of here. (laughs) I've read read Harry Potter several times. I guess I just didn't hear what what Amanda said. The people who can, like, go into your brain and, like, get ideas. Um, Yeah, I just just didn't hear the word. Oh, yeah. So, um, two things of note that she, they go to get the twins in their crib, which makes me wonder how much time has passed, because while I have not had kids, I know that usually with newborns, you don't keep them in a crib. You keep them near you in the bedroom because you're feeding them all the time. And it's easier to get them like in a bassinet or in one of those things that you connect to the bed and they're just there. Well, uh, it talks actually somewhere in these chapters about how they were in a crib that was like on the other side of Han and Leia's kind of large bedroom mm. and there's two of them so a crib is instead of two bassinets that I makes guess. sense I think but it's they're, in, they're in the bedroom they're not in a nursery somewhere okay. they're not in their own room okay they I, are indeed where you can just sort of stumble across the room and, and get snatch them. one I do think it's adorable that they're sharing a crib because adorable twins yes that everything nothing bad ever happens to them ever <laughs> <laughs> Come play with us, Danny. <laughs> oh, Actually, so, not twins, but no. beside the point. <laughs> oh, so Lando, they come up with this plan. Lando, or Lando comes up with the plan. Uh, he tells Mara he's going to the main hangar because uh, Chewbacca had been there working on the Falcon. And because the damn thing always needs work. Yeah. So they go back and forth about how um, they would, you know, get in the sweet with all the you know imperials around and lando reminds mara that she has a lightsaber and she can use that to break open the window which i'm like so you're gonna throw the babies out into the falcon (laughs) this is very dangerous you know they can like back the edge of the falcon up to where the ramp is is down and then you know han and leia can jump over with the babies it's very dramatic i'm like picturing in my head it's very well, no, dramatic. They, they, it's like the uh, the trailer for that stupid, awful, racist movie where they're in some like unidentified Asian country, and like 
the natives are restless or whatever and like uh they have to like jump across i don't remember the name of it because it was terrible but like they have to like jump across buildings and like they throw their kid like across (laughs) the two buildings (laughs) like apart from like the racism and just like the general like looniness of this trailer like that really like cemented it in my mind for me so yeah maybe they'll do that you know well you gotta think okay chewbacca is aboard the ship and and like if anybody is not gonna let one of these babies fall yeah, it's the Wookiee with the life debt, and then Leia's got the Force. Mm-hmm. So she's she going to those kids help over that <laughs> transfer out, cushioning them with the power of the Force because she's yeah. finally but, learned mean, to use it to turn on the lights. But also, I mean, she and Han can just like hold the babies and jump over. <laughs> yeah, right. They're well, tiny. You just tuck them in your hoodie and zip it. This is all <laughs> completely irrelevant because it's not what ends up happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's a great, I, I actually, it's a great sequence to envision in your head. <laughs> I kind of love that, like Chewie shows up to save the day, and then nothing. Happens. Yeah, <laughs> they like, don't need it. Yeah. So uh, Mara ends up getting into a firefight with some of the guards to try to draw off uh, attention. Bell Iblis arrives with his reinforcements, and they have a conversation about how they're going to try to take out as many guards as they can before the Imperials come down with hostages. And I really liked this exchange because it showed Bell Iblis's resolve to do the job and be willing to make sacrifices um, for, you know, f- for the greater good, basically. And I, I thought that was a, a neat little hint about his character and, and also how Mara noted that and um, but that he was still willing to go ahead with the with the plan. So we switch back over to Leia, uh, um, and they're trying to figure out, her and Han are trying to figure out what the hell to do to escape. Uh, They have a bit of a back and forth where Leia is talking about they can go through the wall with the lightsaber, and then she's like, wait a minute, the Imperials would have thought of that, and they're like, well, maybe we can go up or we can go down. And then the Falcon shows up, and Chewie's uh, flashing the lights, and... Then she's like, wait a minute, what if they have another fake falcon? <laughs> so they're, yeah, they're they're just not, uh, things aren't going well. And this then in Leia's their, defense, this isn't their finest hour. No. We've learned in a previous chapter that the twins' feeding schedules are not synced up. She is <laughs> sleep deprived yeah. as all holy get out. Like, she probably doesn't even know her own name right now. So, <laughs> but being she's a little still- rambly with the plan. But she's still working on hard for the New Republic because Mon yeah. Mothma makes her. Yeah, Mon. Um, but I mean, also, <laughs> she's like. She's still the greatest, but she is really sleep deprived right now. Yeah. And also, like, to the point that, like, you know, they're, they continue building this up is that, like, you know, Thrawn basically has them paralyzed. Right. Because they, they, every move they make, they think, oh my, he's a grand admiral. He must yeah. have thought this ahead and he's outthought us in everything we do. Oh, God. And they do make that point several times where they say, you know, we he's he's not infallible. We can't yeah, we can't we've outthought him before. <laughs> yeah. Um the one part that really um gets me shook up in this chapter all the time is when Leia's talking about how before all the attempts were to kidnap her, now they can just tear her babies out of her arms and take them away and, from her and she'll never see them again yeah that like that's freaking heartbreaking as hell it's chilling I yeah mean, like even as somebody who like you know does not have kids does not want kids will never have kids like that's like that's legit chilling yeah it is so she ends up surrendering out of the blue and everyone is like what the hell what are you doing including the reader uh, then again, continuing the this narrative device, we switch back to Mara figuring out um, that there's she's not going to be able to stop the the um, the attackers, but she realizes that Thrawn doesn't think she'll be able to do anything about the attack. So either he doesn't know she's there or he's he didn't believe she was the emperor's hand. So she uses the back passageways to get up to the suite and 
is able to sneak up behind the guards. And that's when she uses force to tell Leia to surrender. And as soon as she surrenders, uh, Mara you, uh, takes out the remaining guards. Oh my god, she just ends them and it's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> I also really like the, the just the idea that like Palpatine had like, you know, hidden passageways beyond the, you know, behind the walls. You oh, know, it's like it's like yeah. the castle in Hamlet. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like the Wizard of Oz. It's like, yeah, yeah, he had the force and he had the ability to do actual magical things, mm-hmm. but also he could get from point A to point B faster than anybody should be able to. He could do all these these sneaky, tricky things, and it's Part of it was 100% practical. Yeah. Like he had his own network of tunnels around the palace. I'm I'm picturing him like sneaking into like his little tunnels and just like steepling his fingers and like going, hey, 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 yeah, and like just being really pleased with himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they um, all the team ends up dying except for one survivor, and it's the. That's the Imperial team. Yeah, the yeah, yes, yes, the Imperial team. Very important. Uh, except for the one named survivor that uh, just happened to be the person that Theron was talking to in the previous chapter about this uh, this attack. So uh, because you know plot. Yeah. So well, and it makes sense that the commander would survive. Right, and also they probably yeah. wanted some a survivor and were like, right. "You're important." You will survive. (laughs) So he tells them that Mara let them into the palace and um, names her as the calls her the emperor's hand. Mara is placed under house arrest. And right at that moment, Lando happens to remember that he saw her at Jabba's palace, which is very, very convenient Lando's memory. Um, (laughs) And And, uh, I believe this is the part where. It may actually be later when they talk about when Luke Skywalker and the group broke up. No, that that happens later. But they talk about Luke being the one that broke up the Hut cartel. Mm-hmm. And I'm yes. like, no, really, it wasn't Luke. It really wasn't Luke. I mean, he was there. He was probably the brain, <laughs> but he was not the Hut player. <laughs> so we move on. Uh, so that was a really exciting chapter. <laughs> that is a yeah, really good, good sequence, and uh, I, I really. I really, I mean, I don't enjoy the fact that, you know, babies are trying to be kidnapped, but it's a very good sequence and very, um, very tense. Also, if you don't like the idea of people trying to kidnap babies, uh, I have some bad news for you about the rest of the EU. (laughs) (laughs) That that much I do remember. It's a thing. I I must say that I loved in this sequence, like, they're in mortal peril and Han and Leia are still 100% Han and Leia. Like, Han makes a crack about I we meant to get more furniture in here and Leia's like you never actually said that and you're never here anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they find a moment to bicker. And it's adorable. But that means they're going to get divorced apparently. No. As a matter of fact, don't get me started. <laughs> Let's move on to chapter 10 where right we move on we move on from that exciting chapter to cards meeting with the smugglers on Trogan. Which also should be exciting because it's a bunch of smugglers getting together. Also, uh, and the, more the, the of cafe like Zahn, that Zahn came up with is. Rad. I was about to say, like, more of Zahn's like random ass world yes. building in this book. Like, he's exactly. really like, enjoying himself this time around. He's like, I'm gonna make all the weird worlds I want. <laughs> well, this is also the longest book of the trilogy, so they probably got to the point where they're like, "All right, these are all bestsellers. You can do whatever you want. We yeah. you want to make some weird planet with the, with the water coming in and." Filling it like a cup, sure. Why not? Go ahead. You want a, you want a crystal planet? Fine. You want a planet with with a big yeah. windshield? Go for it. Yeah. But so, I would totally, I would totally have coffee at this place. That yeah. was really nifty. I and like again, his, it's a tourist trap. Like you go one time. I like. I don't his... understand how. Like maybe I didn't read it carefully enough, but I don't understand how you like don't get wet. Like when you're I, there. I don't understand either. I haven't tried to understand any of his weird planets. <laughs> I just go with it. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that that works. Sure. Also, maybe you I, do get wet. Maybe that's part of the charm. <laughs> yeah. I do the like water park. There's maybe a force field or something. Probably. Yeah. I do like the idea that li- that card is like, I'm surprised no one's coming and bought the place or something. <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> I thought you were, you would. <laughs> um. So, they um, 
they get there and they're um uh gillespie hands over the list of the people he invited and one of them is our old pal niles crane (laughs) niles crane farrier i did not remember the extent to which i despise this man by this point (laughs) in the story well now you do remembered being really neutral toward him and now i'm like no he is just a despicable horrible guy and i want thrawn to like crush his windpipe he's legit the worst (laughs) i don't remember i don't remember what happens to him and i haven't I haven't looked it up specifically, so I can be surprised by that. Yeah, I don't either, but I (laughs) hope it's painful. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, protracted. Right. So Card gives his proposal uh, to these smugglers, basically, like, wanting them to find out the the clone um, pipeline, basically. Uh, He still... He's still bent on being neutral, but geez, this sure sounds not like neutral card. Uh, kind of bending in one direction. Yeah. So the the um the other smugglers also are not all keen on turning against the Empire. And Ferrier Ferrier is like chimes in and says that the Empire forced him to work for them and gets all like super uh, angry about it and cards like solo told me you were working for them and he's like well that he, solo doesn't know what he's talking about and cards like well i did only hear it from solo but he doesn't really have any reason to lie to me <laughs> so i mean on the one hand like farrier like is telling the truth yeah so far as so far as he's, from a certain you know, point of view so far as he's capable of it but he 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 also like all the things that Thrawn did can be true, and Farrier can still be like a Weasley, like ball Horrible, of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do like how Card is a little worried here about this being a setup, but he doesn't want to leave and abandon the meeting because he doesn't want to be seen as too jumpy. And whereas for other characters, this might seem. Uh, like too much he has too much pride i think it's more of just business sense for him yeah he doesn't want to project the sense of vulnerability so that you know others don't try and like take a bite out of his business yeah yeah so oh my the empire shows up and attacks who could have sensed that that would happen here (laughs) So Card Basically. is immediately suspicious of Farrier, but his uh, wraith uh, alien bodyguard uh, helps in the attack, making Card think that it wasn't uh, Farrier wasn't involved in the setup. Uh, there's a fight scene. Some people die, making some of the smugglers more willing to turn against the Empire. And I like Abe's remark about Mara throwing a fit when she finds out about this meeting. And especially considering what she's up to right now. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah. Well, no. Because she's already, because she's like, she's already said, I'm, you know, I'm basically helping the New Republic, I guess, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But just so she can be close by so she can kill Luke Skywalker. Yes, that's it. Yes. Well, it's right. really she just like she she's close to Luke, but that's only her murderous impulses. No yeah. other impulses are involved. It's more even just like she's there. She might. She's bored. She might as well help them. You know, yeah, she's right. got nothing else to do. It's, <laughs> it's that or TV. <laughs> well, and they did um, regenerate her entire neural net for free. So there's yeah. that. Right. So like, fine, I'll stop this crazy clone Jedi from getting your kids. Right. <laughs> Because um, you gave me back my brain and didn't send me a bill. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's a mention of a character here who I do remember shows up later. I think in the Thrawn duology, uh, Mazik's female companion. She's not named. Yes, but, uh, and she is. She is named because I got to. I mean, this she's point. not named here. Yeah, she but she's named later. Oh, um, in the book. Yes. Okay. Um, I think I think later in the scene, or I, at least I'm assuming that was her name. Her name because it's like Mazik and so and so. I I um 
yeah because when i got to that part i was like wait a minute is that shada um Jada. yeah but then uh they they mention this person's name and i'm like oh no it's it must just be one of the other the mistral that the group that she belongs to but yeah i thought that i thought that was neat because i was like wait a minute that's a neat little tie-in to later books well and it's 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 weird the stuff that i remember because like i said i didn't remember the thing about like lando and mara being a ruse but i remember this character with her with her lacquered needles yeah (laughs) well i mean they 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 have quite an impression yeah (laughs) death needles absolutely Uh, so uh the they they escape and um they they kind of all go about their way to um to to do their own investigations on the empire or just to to avoid it all so the next scene is Ferrier reporting to Thrawn being all smug about setting up the smugglers of course Thrawn is not impressed Thrawn <laughs> is not pleased and he says he he was playing the long game like in Rebels he wanted them <laughs> to be left alone not to have any more reason to turn against them so in this part his long game isn't that he wants information he's just like we don't want to piss off the smugglers and get them to turn against us um so he is ready to basically end ferrier right there uh but ferrier is all like no no i can help you car trust me now let me help and i can deliver you to him blah 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 so thrawn offers him one last chance to report on cards movements and i put in all caps one last chance because he's (laughs) very menacing about what will happen if he fails he's gonna turn him into a goon yeah this scene is very very important because it I finally realized who my like mental image of Farrier is in this scene. Who? Because he kept he keeps saying see, see, trust me now, see? Oh god. So it's it's Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's a bearded, greasy Edward G. Robinson. That is Farrier. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so now so now when you read his dialogue, do it in that voice. It's like uh He's like, see, that's why I sent you the message. So, you know, see, <laughs> you trust me now. See, that was the whole idea. I can dig out the rest of his gang. See, and deliver the whole bunch of you. But now oh you God. need to do the whole podcast in that voice. I can't unsee that now. <laughs> well, I can do that or I can do my I can do my Hans solo voice. Don't, don't. Because no. the, uh, the, uh, the Star Wars style book tweeted out that it's it's Han solo, not Hans, because yeah. he's Corellian, not not German. Yes. But uh, what if he was German? Ooh. Oh my God. Odds at first. Nine. Oh. Never Alt. tell me the odds. Alt. Let's move <laughs> on <laughs> to Han Solo. Right. Uh, tra- um, yes. yes. I will always talk about Han Solo with you. It's more, it's more Bavarian, I guess, than, than German, really. Yes, Tyler. Uh, sorry. Um, You guys can cut this part out. I uh, I have to go. My dogs are freaking out. And I don't know what's going on. Oh so, no! Okay. Um, okay I'm care. sorry. No worries. Okay. Um, okay. I'll I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Sorry. No worries. Right. Bye. Alrighty. So moving back on to Hans Solo, Hans Olo. Colonel Bremen. <laughs> now what I'm picturing Harrison Ford and later Hosen. So thank you. Oh. <laughs> So um, Han tries Why to. Why is she still under house arrest? <laughs> so Han tries to get Mara busted out of house arrest, and I think this is a very nice thing for a brother-in-law to do for his sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were always like the best partners in crime, and yes. it didn't get it didn't get used nearly it did enough. Not. There was not. But enough there are some amazing fan fiction where they team up to do whatever slightly dubiously legal Get but drunk. absolutely the right thing to do um and they're, they're amazing their two personalities just work really well together and yeah, and that was one of those things that got get... way underutilized in legends was them yes. teaming up i'm surprised that it was underutilized because that's like so obvious right. like why would you not like have like 10 books about them like yeah. just like 
going around and having I shady mean, adventures. Like, Zahn has said like he didn't necessarily create Mara to be Luke's love interest, but she he created her to be a foil for him, right. at least in this this trilogy. And so it seems why would you not put you know Leia's love interest with Luke's foil, and especially her being a smuggler, just seems like they would have used that more. But it should have been besties. And and that was a missed opportunity for a lot of people. But like I said, the fanfic is out there and some of it's really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, Han is positioned in the, you know, the first movie, especially as just a counterpoint to Luke, basically. Yep. So, I mean, it makes a special kind of sense that they would. uh, I mean, they're basically like filling the same purpose. Yeah. So um, as as this is happening, uh. Luke arrives finally back from Honegger. Uh He's bummed to not uh, be around during the attack, but doesn't the fight, guys? Yeah, mostly, Shucks. mostly he's like, Gosh, I, sh- darn it. I should have been there to help Leia. I'm a bad brother, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you poor says, little puppy. You can't always be here to protect her. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what he says. <laughs> I mean, it is exactly what he says. It's maybe not what exactly love, though, how he says it. Yeah. <laughs> what I love in this scene, though, is, yeah, there's the whole brotherly banter. Hey, you don't have to protect her. She's got me for that now. Mm-hmm. But it gets to the end, and Luke is sensing something, a surprise from Leia. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those moments where I'm like, oh, I love Luke so much. And this is why he makes such an excellent Jedi when maybe the other Jedi aren't as good at it as him. It's because he sort of keeps calm. Yeah. And just processes it. Han's like, do we need to run? He's like, no, but we can walk fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think so measured and so thoughtful and so deliberate. Yeah. I think. And I think does Luke he never panics? If panic was warranted, you know, yeah. if like. Her surprise was because, like, well, and because he know. even says, "Should we, should we run?" <laughs> you know, um, he's so, like, "No, that's cool." Yeah, and he puts his hand on his lightsaber and says, "No, we can walk fast." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, so, "Luke, Luke has the the correct measured response, the appropriate response." Yeah, to every situation. So. Again, with the narrative device of a cliffhangery end of the scene and going back before that to set it up, um, Leia is going to visit Mara because she is a nice sister in law. <laughs> um, Mara is super grumpy as usual. Uh, especially as anyone would be stuck on house arrest. She is. She, 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 she seems saved grumpier than usual. <laughs> she saved she, the day, and this is the help. This is what she gets. Oh, it's definitely yeah. Boring. And she was she was already trying to leave. Yeah, and they couldn't get her a ship, and they couldn't get her a ship, and they couldn't get her a ship. And she does something nice, and they lock her in her room. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't blame her for being grumpy. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> but she gets even grumpier after Leia tries to be all psychologist and start theorizing that Mara saved her babies because she remembers being taken from her parents. And this is really the first time we get some sort of backstory on Mara's childhood. Like, we know that she was the Emperor's hand and she was trained by the Emperor, but we we didn't really know, like, exactly where she came from. And Mara doesn't know. Um, and this, this, be, this stayed true throughout the entire expanded universe. So... Um, to people who she are never, she never dug back. Yeah, and to found pe- out who her parents were. No, yeah, to people who are brand new. Um, that was something that was asked about a lot about. Um, from Timothy Zahn, if he ever wanted to explore her backstory, and he always said it was he wanted it to be more of a mystery. Um, I think everyone in fandom has some sort of theory about who her parents were or Snoke. Her parents are <laughs> the a common fanfic trend is that she was related to Obi-Wan because they both have reddish hair. Apparently, that's yeah, right. Because all redheads look alike and we're all related. You do just like <laughs> Ray is a Kenobi because she has a British accent. 
And just like every single black person in Star Wars now is either Ray Sloan or related to Lando. Yes. <laughs> That's true. But um, um but no, I mean they I think I mentioned it. There is that very evocative like moment in uh, Dark Force Rising where she talks about like, you know, being taken yes. from, from her home by Palpatine and and this like, you know, gives a little more, you know, background on that and yeah. it's uh, it's I, creepy as heck, man. I find it always sad when she's like that. She she says she doesn't remember her parents, but she has the distinct feeling that they didn't want her to go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. And it, it's very much now like first you think about it, it's very first ordery, you know. Um, yeah, I was just about to be like, and now we know some things about whose mama Ray Sloan really was, and uh... yeah. It is very much that. Well, and even in uh, in Clone, like, I'm not going to say the spoiler out loud, but y'all know what I'm talking about. I actually don't know what you're talking yeah, about. I don't I know what you're talking about either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I mean, even in Clone Wars, like you know, Palpatine was going around, you know, stealing babies. Yes. Um. So yeah. Um. I like that even though Mara is really getting annoyed with this conversation, she she begrudgingly admits to herself that it feels good to talk to Leia about all this. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> maybe you should invest in a therapist, Mara, because that's what they're there for, to talk about your past and being stolen from your parents. Or even just talk to any of the people who yeah. try and start conversations with you ever. Yeah. <laughs> try that. Instead of saying, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so as they're talking, Leia mentions the clones and Mara doesn't know what she's talking about because she's been uh, out of consciousness for a month and then hasn't been privy to any of the news going on or the... Uh, briefings again because she doesn't talk to anybody again right <laughs> if she'd gone and like wandered the palace she would have heard people talking so leia clues mara into the situation and mara think says she thinks she knows where the cloning facility is <laughs> she will need a nava computer um but if leia can get her one she thinks she'd be able to pinpoint the planet so this is the shock that Mara that Luke felt um so they um she didn't want to talk about it there but they end up meeting later in Leia's office because they know that Delta Source has no access to there uh Luke says he can go to Wayland with Mara um because otherwise they'll be unable to find the storehouse like it's not good enough to just find the planet they they want to he wants to go there and, and take it out uh han of course oh. wants to go or offers to go as does lando and then this presents the issue of what happens with chewy uh because he doesn't want to let Han go by himself and get into danger, but he also doesn't want to leave Leia alone uh, because he is now, his life debt has sort of transferred to her and the babies and he well, and wants... They, they've already mentioned like how he's sleeping outside Han and Leia's bedroom yes, door. which is now. adorable. <laughs> which is adorable. Um, yeah. So they, um, so Leia proposes a compromise that Chewie goes to Wayland and they get another bodyguard for Leia. Um, and th this chapter, they don't say who the bodyguards are. Um, all we get is Han's reaction. that He is not pleased with the idea, but they go along with it. Um, and because he has learned happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yes. So that is a... That is a cliffhanger for a later chapter. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Who who could these bodyguards be? I wonder. Um, but yeah, this actually, is actually I didn't see it coming the first time I read this. Yeah, yeah me I really, I really didn't. It went over my head. It it makes sense looking back from it. Yeah, but um, I I do like that. I I like this scene, this whole Council of War scene. It's very Star Wars to have a briefing and figure out the plan. And I I like that Luke is so gung ho. Like, let's go right now. Yep, we got to go. We got to do it right now. We can't. We can't wait. We got to break Mara in jail. We got to do this. We got to do that. <laughs> and it's well, like, I like how you, Leia is. 
he wants to overcompensate for not being there. <laughs> yeah. I like how Leia has totally teamed up with Mara at this point. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, Mara's not asking us for anything. This right. is my idea. I am going to smuggle her on a computer. I am going to make this happen. <laughs> she didn't start this. Yeah. She just gave me information. Yeah. Um, also amusing in this chapter is that they totally gloss over Luke meeting his niece and nephew. <laughs> Because he just shows up in the hallway in the last scene, and then here he note he notes that he you know he's with his family, and I'm like, you haven't officially met your niece and nephew. <laughs> Let's just face funny. it, that's a scene best left for the fanfickers anyway. I he know. met them off off screen. Yeah, I know I mean, he did. I just I they're I, they're babies. Like what what's he gonna do? Like. <laughs> Yes, they're his niece and nephew. Yeah, I mean it's the meeting perfect little newborn heads. It's the meeting baby scene. I mean, we've seen it. We know what it looks like. We don't need it again. (laughs) Some of us needed it. It, I'm not saying we needed to have the scene, but to at least acknowledge, you know, that he was glad to finally be with them or you know something like a, a line whatever well it's not his pov is it yes it is i think so is uh, it oh no well, there's the bit where he is we're in no, his no, no, head there is. for a minute so yeah yeah, it's his POV. yeah um, i know when it's luke's point of view guys well, <laughs> nancy would know nancy's the expert on luke uh, yeah and his point yes. of view and other things <laughs> pointing well there are other things on his mind he's like yeah i met some babies now let's you know <laughs> Save the let's break from... the girl let's break the woman i love out of jail <laughs> you will clones <laughs> yeah. uh so we move on to chapter 12 back to card who's in the bill bring bill bringy shipyards they're trying to track down the clone pipeline uh, this is actually a callback to the uh the newspaper strips bill bringy Oh. I mean, maybe it was in something before that, but like it was, they were they were featured uh, heavily in the in the old old newspaper, mm. the Star Wars newspaper strips. I did not know. Um, that. And it's in New Canon. It's home of messy meat pies. Ah, what? yes, yes, that is true. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, Bloodline. That's from Bloodline. They oh, get okay. takeout. Bill Bringy takeout. Yeah, <laughs> and it's Bill Bringy food, and it's basically donor. Like it's yeah. really messy meat pies. Yeah, they make great stuff. ships and great food. That's <laughs> so Card is starting to suspect that Luke was deliber- deliberately lis- misled. And he also starts to suspect that Ferrier is working for Thrawn still because Card is a smart gentleman. Yes. Um, they discover about 20 mid-si- 25 mid-size asteroids around the shipyard. And this is important for later. <laughs> uh, while they're investigating. <laughs> what? These asteroids are in the scene for no reason whatsoever. And it's important later. I... Yes. Wow. <laughs> so while they're investigating. Writing. Mazik's crew blows up one of the Star Destroyers. Uh, Card orders the crew to see his crew to sh- see how much chaos they can cause, which is the best order, and I love it so much. <laughs> um, due to the battle, Card realizes that the smugglers are going to have to organize um, themselves, and he is leading ever so closer to just saying screw it and going against the Empire officially. He's, he's almost there. It's almost it's like, there. Just come on. Just, just take that last step. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> I must say I, we would be off brand and remiss in our duties um, if we did not mention that Card's cover for being there is that he is indeed hauling power converters. He is hauling <laughs> power converters. Tashi Station's favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know what they do. Convert power, obviously. The, the self-stealing, the self-sealing stem bolts of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Hey, I just moved from Europe, and you know what? You need to plug anything in a power converter. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's that's true why luke would need such a thing is uh more uh in question but i don't know so uh, after this this scene uh, which which is you know a, a good good action sequence um uh we get 
moving back to Thrawn. Um, oh wait, we also get a great uh, Star Wars name in uh, uh, Card's uh, fake captain's name, uh, Abel Quiller. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> of the Hab Camber. Yeah. So, um, we get moved back to Thrawn, who is receiving a report from the general in charge of the shipyards, and it does not look like it's going to go well for the general, but. Uh, we get another uh, surprise from Thrawn where instead of killing or ordering the man killed or killing him himself, he orders the general um, to uh, design and implement a new security system within 30 hours until they reach their destination. And then he'll decide the general's fate. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a big ultimatum there. And I like I like uh, Paleon here. He's like, um, yeah, I would have killed that guy. Yeah. And Thrawn is like, you know, his main thing is that he's complacent. And I don't think that's going to be a problem. For yeah. The, yeah. In your future. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very it's a very good line. Um, I, I believe I wrote down the line. His chief weakness is a tendency to become complacent for the immediate future. At least he should be cured of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- uh, after the general leaves, Thrawn and Paleon discuss the attack some more. Thrawn, of course, suspects that it's the smugglers, specifically Mazik's group, because he's able to analyze the attack and do yeah, his he knows he- thing. Not just that it was Mazik's group, but that he had help from this other group. Yeah. You know, and he knows that they weren't the main, you know, yeah. instigators, but that they were helping out because he's Thrawn. This is reiterating <laughs> that I think uh, Rebels Thrawn is a little more believable in his deductions. But. Yeah, he hasn't like, although just once in the season of Rebels or in the future, hopefully Thrawn will survive the season of Rebels. But like just once, I would really like Thrawn to like make some like wild intuitive leap yeah. on a species behavior based on his his study of their art like t- give us one come right. on it's thrawn you gotta give us one yeah and this this scene also just reinforces my love for paleon because mm-hmm. he's yeah, just Paleon's so great. he's so professional about everything and that includes when it's time to commit cold-blooded murder yes yeah. I know, like, Sloan is the new Paleon, but I really want, like, Paleon to become new canon and I for, like, him, him and Sloan to, like, you know, hang out and, and have fun times. I know. <laughs> I would love people. that a lot. Murder, murder people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also like this line for f- about the smugglers. Our need for such vermin has certainly been reduced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good line. So I really feel there, and it's a great callback to Empire Strikes Back. You know, yes, bounty hunters. We, we don't, don't need, need their scum. scum. Exactly. I I really feel like if if Piet hadn't died, uh, Zahn would have used him. Probably. But, I mean, yeah. he's he's a pretty pretty good character. Although the best thing about that scene is the the dude's reaction Rawr. to it. It's just like <laughs> no 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 the the imperial guy. Oh. Just like, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever whatever you say, guy. <laughs> well, and I love Thrawn. This goes back to a previous scene being all um I am not Darth Vader and I care when my people die. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Which is like well, so much that's better very than important for this next part, which holy crap, this next part, I forgot how batshit insane this, this was. Is, I mean, I'm gonna bump up against the edge of our PG-13 rating. <laughs> this seems fucking terrifying. It's our one F-bomb of the show, that's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, this is pretty much the culmination of Sabiath's insanity through the entire trilogy, and, like, yeah. that buildup of him just trying all their patience and then finally it he just snaps and i i i'd forgot Literally about in this all caps. <laughs> because yeah he enters in all caps grand admiral thrawn and i was like so oh shit um yes the shout roared through the bridge like a violent thundercloud yeah which it which is and hilarious back if you remember the very first scene 
of Heir to the Empire, in which Peleon is lamenting about the lack of protocol among the officers exactly. and how someone shouts across the bridge like it's a cattle market. <laughs> so, yeah, he's good at that. So, yeah, Savioth knows about the failure to kidnap the twins uh, and is pissed so much that he yells out Thrawn's name in all caps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he demands that Thrawn take him to Coruscant right now, right now. Um, and when he doesn't, when Thrawn refuses, he basically takes control of every single person on the bridge. Um, and... Pelion is freaked the hell out. Well, I think it's implied that he takes control of every single person on the ship. I got that. I got the bridge. I don't know. Well, if because Thrawn, after Savios tantrum wears off and he leaves, Thrawn asks for a caretaker crew of five hundred. Right. Well, I I think that's I think that's just for the bridge. I think the star destroyers are supposed to have a lot more people than that. Right, but, but I mean, that's why it's just a caretaker crew. Because, oh. I mean, you can't fit 500 people on that bridge. Right. I mean, it's big, but it's not like 500 people big. Yeah. Hmm. We'll have to see. I'll have to investigate that further. But anyway, he <laughs> takes control. Jay. He, he'd know off the top of his right. head. He takes control of the crew, and it's terrifying, basically. So it's terrifying. all you need to know. Um, and Paleon is totally freaked out and, like, keeps inching closer and closer and closer to the salamary. Um... <laughs> And Thrawn, meanwhile, is completely nonplussed by this. Like, he's been expecting it. And he's like, well, okay, what are you going to do now? And Th Sabio's like, I'm going to take the ship to Coruscant. He's like, all right, how are you going to get through the planet's defenses? What are you going to do then? What are you going to do once you get there? How are you going to attack? <laughs> <laughs> and Savioth is so mad. And he's like, stop trying to confuse me. And Thrawn just keeps like, well, like, okay, go, go do, go, go do it. Um, he really is like, knock yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. So finally, Savioth agrees that he will let Thrawn lead his forces into battle but reminds Thrawn not to destroy Coruscant um, and that this is his empire to rule. And at the end of this, I put, okay, Jan. <laughs> sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. Um, I like this line, like a child throwing a tantrum that he didn't really expect to get him anywhere, to which I responded, he's Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i picture him stomping his foot like rumpelstiltskin yes he's that very too. much a foot stomper i want it now he's veruca salt <laughs> <laughs> i want rumpelstiltskin's beard yes so yeah um those are our scenes for the week uh we end with the sabioth cracking cracking wide open and uh the books <laughs> far, <Spilling> out <laughs> yeah the books far from done so let's just yeah, we're see like halfway how, through. how crazy he can get even halfway through yeah so yeah i think he can get a little crazier i i, I believe i believe in him <laughs> I, think he has it in him. I think if he tries really hard and perseveres and uh, applies himself, he can get just a little bit crazier. Right. So uh, final thoughts, uh, Amanda, we'll go to you since you're the newbie back in America. I am. Um, I really enjoyed these chapters. I think it had just the right balance of character interaction, interpersonal story, action and plot. Like, this to me is, like, ideally what Legends was going for mm -hmm. and really nailed it in these four chapters. Mm -hmm. And also, I love moments where, like, Han's holding Leia's hand in both of his and, you know, yay, they have two adorable little babies. So that also helps. Yes. Uh, Matthew. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like, you know, a cover blur, but uh, these chapters were a real roller coaster. <laughs> but I mean, they, they they really were like I mean, like like Amanda says, like there's there's action, there's character, there's you know the sheer you know terror there at the end. Um, you know, could use a little more Luke. I I don't think you would argue with that. But uh, <laughs> I will never argue against more Luke. 
but like beyond that, I think that, that will like, be solved later on, though. Yeah. No, I mean beyond. <laughs> yeah. Um, more. more <laughs> I made more, a pun and I didn't even know more, about it. <laughs> more, Luke, more Luke than we can handle. Um, <laughs> Nancy can handle a lot more Luke than I think you give her credit for, guys. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, other than like more Luke, these chapters like really had it all. It's yeah. it's they they're really good. I liked them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I like these as well. I as I said before, I love the sequence of them trying to infiltrate the, the imperial intelligence, trying to infiltrate the palace, um, the whole Sabiath and Thrawn and Paleon dynamic in the final scene is kind of the epitome of that weird relationship, and <laughs> I just yeah, it I can't wait to see what will happen with them next <laughs> um and i i forgot that they end up heading off to wayland this early in the in the book so um the we're about to ramp up into the the meat of the story which um so far i've been kind of thinking like oh yeah it's it's kind of a little slow um and this book was always my favorite of the trilogy so now but now i'm like okay i think we're getting the part where i'm gonna remember why it's my favorite book in the trilogy yeah you will (laughs) so yeah thank you all for joining us on another episode of the throngcast we are a tashi station podcast This episode has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and by you, our Patreon subscribers. You can find us all on Twitter with the handles Tashi underscore station, Nancy Pants, it's Nancy with an I, Lane Winry, MR Bowers, Amanda the Ginger, and Cyberpunk Warlock. You can find our columns and news at Tashi-station.net. Tune in next week when Leia gets the scariest bodyguards ever. Bye!